0: I uh, I just realized I have a wireless mouse, so I don't have to run from my monitor whenever I press start recording. So I guess we're live. Um, I, p- I initially planned for the first episode to be out about two weeks before now, um, but finding a podcast partner proved more difficult than I thought it would be. Um, if anybody that's listening to this would like to be on. At least one episode. Uh, you know, find a way to get in touch with me. I'd love to have you on the show. Uh, as of now, I don't have a, uh, permanent partner. You know, so this episode is just League News, which is, I mean, it's not a complete full episode. I only have a couple bullet points to go over. Um, it's kind of like a mini episode, and I plan on doing this, uh... Definitely more frequently than normal episodes, mostly just when uh, like notable things happen um, in the NBA uh, or even NFL, which is something I want to talk about. I've promoted this podcast mostly as a basketball podcast, but really, it's more all sports. Uh, it's probably going to focus mainly on basketball just because that's what I know the most about. And that's what I'm most fluent in. And that's you know my favorite sport but uh, I could definitely and will definitely be talking about football pretty often uh, especially with the season just about to start Um, and maybe a little bit of baseball I've been watching baseball this season really enjoying it so if some big things happen in baseball could be talking about it on here Uh, but yeah it's not just strictly basketball so you know if you were turned off by the basketball part of this I'll make sure to let you know that it's not just a one sport thing primarily so welcome to the podcast welcome to the rebound um uh, this isn't my first podcast i've done this is actually i got how many have i done like individual podcast wise i think this is number three um in terms of podcasts still available to listen to this is the only one still available the other two that i've done are kind of wiped off the face of the earth I still have them, you know on my phone files or whatever uh, but they're not public to my knowledge um, last podcast I did was with Jameson um, we had a kind of like a talking comedy kind of podcast thing that we did um, about once a week uh, but we stopped after two episodes And then the podcast before that was with another one of my friends, and that was at the end of, like, eighth grade. So it's been a good year or two since that one, and it's been a a couple of months, probably three or four months since I've done a podcast. So I wanted to get back into it, uh, and I'd been uh, watching some other basketball podcasts, getting some ideas, because I thought it was something I'd like to do. I already like, you know, chatting about the NBA, so I figured... You know this would be a pretty pretty fun thing to do um, whenever I feel like it obviously that doesn't mean I'm gonna you know post once a month or sporadically whenever I feel like making one I'm gonna try to keep it on a you know good schedule I don't want to drop an episode every two days and then you kind of get sick of it because there's so much stuff but I don't want to leave you hanging for like you know months at a time I'd say at least once every two weeks hopefully uh, and potentially more than that, but I think I'm going to strive for that, you know, I have trouble kind of sticking to one thing, but I'm going to try, and hopefully it works, so, you know, I, I'd i already been worried about not being able to find a partner, but I figured go ahead and doing a league news episode whenever things have already happened, just to kind of get in the flow of doing it and have that kind of accountability to make the podcast would kind of help me get jump started, so here we are. We're at League News August twenty fifth. Um I don't remember if this happened yesterday or today. I kinda got in those days mushed up. Um I'll look that up for you real quick, but Yeah, I uh there's been some pretty big stuff happening in the league recently. Um and I'm gonna save like the more giant overall off season things for the first episode of the podcast. But for now, I'm going to go over the little stuff that's happened recently. Um, okay, and I just checked. So the, the Patrick Beverly trade did happen today. And I believe the Chet Holmgren news was also... Let me double check. Was also today, yes. Okay, so... So we're good. So we're good, sorry. We're good to talk about this today, August 25th. League news, here we go. I've got uh, two or three bullet points. Um, and all the bigger stuff will be saved for the episode, uh, episode one that we drop later. So yeah, here we go. Um, I've already given you the intro, you should know what this is by now, basketball podcast. And this specific episode is a part of a kind of mini-series that I'm going to try to do at least once a week with little updates about the league. And so today we've got, like I said, two or three things to go over pretty quickly. shouldn't take longer than, you know, six or seven minutes. Don't quote me on that, it could be shorter, it could be longer. I'm going to start off by getting the big one out of the way that you probably heard, uh, and that was that Kevin Durant agreed to move forward with the Nets after a meeting with head coach Steve Nash and the governors of the team, which is another word for general manager. uh, Quote, we have agreed to move forward with our partnership. We are focusing on basketball with one collective goal in mind. Build a lasting franchise to bring a championship to Brooklyn, end quote. Um, the day of this, I believe, the day that they announced this, it was later in the day, because earlier in the morning, I saw a tweet about how um Memphis was inquiring with the Nets about a potential Kevin Durant trade. And, of course, my first instinct was, good lord, please don't do this, because I'm not a fan of Kevin Durant. Um... I didn't like him when he was on the Warriors, uh, I don't care for him now that he's on the Nets. I don't care for the Nets as a whole. I do like Kyrie, but I, d- I don't care for Kevin Durant and pretty much any team he's on kind of brings him down a little bit for me. Um, you know, I still love and watch the Warriors when he was on there, but he wasn't my favorite player and I and I don't really respect him as much as I do the other players on that team, but that's besides the point. So. What I meant to say was whenever I saw that they were inquiring about getting Kevin Durant my first instinct was you know What if they try to trade away? key pieces of our Young core like Desmond Bain Jaron Jackson, you know those type players because obviously they're not gonna give away jaw jaws Untouchable I, I believe you know at least in my eyes. He is I I can't confirm that he's, you know, actually untouchable in the league, but I would assume that he is because he's who they want to build the franchise around. And you know, he's said multiple times that he intends on staying in Memphis. We're not sure for how long, but hopefully the his whole career, you know, I love Ja. But I was thinking, you know, what if they give away players that I really like and then I think are the whole reason that we got how far we did in the playoffs and how high of a seed we did you know making it to the second round playing the Warriors was a really fun series and I think that this coming year I don't really think that Memphis is a finals contender per se but we definitely are a playoff lock and I would give us a Second round lock. I I don't think we're gonna be one of those first-round exits again for you know a couple years if we keep developing our young core like we are And so when I saw that Kevin Durant could potentially be traded there Like I said, I kind of thought that this could mess it all up You know Memphis could be set back because adding a big star like that to a relatively small quotes team it's a whole different kind of environment when you have a superstar like Kevin Durant that can be the best player on a championship team in a smaller organization like the Memphis Grizzlies. The Nets were already kind of a smaller organization, but you know they're kind of used to superstars like Dr. J and you know Jason Kidd. But they've got you know they had three of them at one time, so they got kind of used to it. And They're kind of thrown in all the Superstar mix and it kind of messed them up. That's why Kevin Durant isn't very happy with the GM's and Steve Nash, but I was really worried about what that fit would be with him in Memphis and How he would kind of How he would affect the team's core you know how it was currently built and how it could be built after that because potentially if he doesn't get a ring with Memphis he leaves we lose those players that we traded and we have to reset with jaw jaw could be unhappy and jaw could leave and we could have to you know restart again like we already did and I think we're in a good spot right now I don't think we need Kevin Durant because if we got Kevin Durant I don't think we're even still a finals contender I think we would be better than we are now but again the shift that you have to make from you know young core led by jaw Jaron Bain and support to Jaw, Kevin Durant, and who else. But what made me a little bit better, what made me feel better, was that I kept reading that article and it said that they refuse to include Jaron Jackson Jr. and Desmond Bain in a potential trade offer. So I was like, Okay, that's pretty good because I like that trio. You know, I don't want any of them to leave. But then I thought, Who are they Going to try to get Kevin Durant with? Like, who do we have? Brandon Clark, Kyle Anderson. H- who would Brooklyn want? Because if Kevin leaves, they have Kyrie, Ben Simmons, and then who we trade them? Kyrie, Ben Simmons. Kyrie point guard, Ben Simmons. Let's say Ben is playing the four this year because I think he can play power forward. Let's say Ben's playing the four. They have a one, a four. I couldn't even tell you their center off the top of my head. I really don't know. Um, Really, their whole roster is just the three superstars and filler. Because if I can't name them, I don't know. But, you know, let's say we give them Brandon Clark or Kyle Anderson. How do they really fit into that team? Do they come off the bench? Or are they playing new positions? You know, and I don't think that those players really fit into that Brooklyn environment. And I really don't think they would perform as well as I do in Memphis, because I think Memphis is a special case of like the culture and the core that we have and I think everything is kinda of like a puzzle and every one is pieces and it kinda of just fits together nicely and that's why we were so good last year. I think we have a really good way of coaching young players and you know making them better and I think we've done a great job of that so far but bringing them over to Brooklyn they're kind of stuck where they're at now so I don't think they would bring much to the table so when I read that I I was just really confused because honestly Jaren and Bane were pretty much the only things that if I was the Nets I'd be interested in you know Obviously, besides Jaw, but Jaw is untouchable. So, if you're not offering me those two players, then why am I giving you Kevin Durant? I mean, obviously, you get, you know, Rudy Gobert went for five first round picks to the Timberwolves, which we'll talk about in a minute, but I mean, that's five first round picks for Rudy Gobert. Rudy Gobert cannot be the best player on a championship team, he just can't. So, if he's getting five picks and players. For him what's Kevin Durant getting is Kevin Durant getting Kyle Anderson Brandon Clark and six picks seven picks how many picks do we have I don't even know why would we give up all of our picks for Kevin Durant who doesn't really have a history of staying in teams that he's not happy with you know he doesn't like to work out his problems he likes to leave whenever he's in a state of you know either failure beforehand leaves or needs to prove himself and then leaves so what's he gonna do when he comes to Memphis is he going to get upset that they didn't win a championship like they did with like like he did with Brooklyn or was going to do with Brooklyn or is he going to stay until he feels like he needs somewhere that will fit him better because Memphis is not that place. Memphis is not the fit for Kevin Durant. So I don't think he's going to stay for that 4-year contract. So honestly, Kevin going to Memphis was never really going to happen in my eyes. It just kind of worried me because anytime you see a potential trade offer like that, you have to think is this in the best interest of, is this in the best interest of my team? And how will this affect them? In the future but luckily as I said they agreed on him staying in Brooklyn Um, I don't remember how long it is but I think they're gonna continue with the rest of his contract and you know back like a week or two ago they said something about an ultimatum where he wanted to fire the head coach and one of the general managers I think because he believed they were incompetent and he just didn't want to be with them and honestly, I don't blame him for saying that about Steve Nash. Brooklyn's not going anywhere with Steve Nash, but, you know, Kevin's that player where he has the the power in an organization to kind of make some of the decisions because without Kevin, what are they? Like I said, they're Kyrie and Ben, you know. You can't even count on Ben to play this season or to play ever. You know, we don't know what kind of a player Ben Simmons is because we've only seen him for you know, a handful of seasons, just dropped last season because he didn't want to play. He wanted to get out of that organization, and he did. Who knows if he wants to stay in Brooklyn, he could force a trade out of here. So if Kevin leaves, you know, what do they have, Kyrie? What else? But yeah, I I don't perceive Kevin moving because honestly they just can't afford him. They can't afford losing him, so... If I were them, I would do whatever it takes to keep them on my team. Uh, that's pretty much all I have to say about that matter. I think you get the point. and And I'll go more in-depth about the whole Kevin Durant situation in our larger episode. Which I still don't know when that's going to come out. But yeah, that's what I've got for now. And we'll go ahead and move on to the second point. Which happened just this morning. Uh, I read the news early in the morning, just when I got to school. Uh, and I was pretty shocked because recently Rudy Gobert was traded to the Minnesota Timberwolves in exchange for Patrick Beverly, like five first round picks, and some other players, so I can't remember. Um, but yeah, Pat Bev is, or was, a member of the Utah Jazz. Uh, I think that was for about two or three weeks, maybe longer. I don't know. My sense of time is pretty bad, but. I was like, okay, Pat Bev's going to be on the Jazz this year. That's going to be interesting. I'll watch a couple Jazz games, see how that goes. But, I mean, they're a tank team. They're not going to try to win anything. They tried to get rid of Donovan Mitchell, which we'll talk about in a bigger episode. Um, So far, they failed at that. They haven't found anybody to take Donovan. So they got Donovan, had Pat Bev. But this morning, I read that Patrick Beverly has been traded to the Los Angeles Lakers for Talon Horton Tucker and Stanley Johnson. Um, uh, if I'm the Lakers in this situation, right, I have the opportunity to get a pretty good player, you know, solid point guard from the Utah Jazz f- in exchange for two of my players that I don't really need. So I'm thinking, okay, can I pick up Pat Bev, who's definitely going to be better than Russell Westbrook was last season, and we'll talk about Russell's fit in Los Angeles in the bigger episode and I'm saying that a lot the bigger episodes gonna be big we are talk about a lot of stuff but you know getting Pat Bev for Los Angeles it's a pretty big move they've got a pretty solid point guard position now I was kinda worried about what was gonna happen with Russell because either he starts next season and hopefully he's better or He's benched behind another point guard that they either acquire or have to trade for or acquire or Just have on their roster somewhere or he's gonna get traded, you know Russell fired his general manager All this drama because he didn't want to be you know a part of those lower tier trades because of his ego or something but you know I was thinking okay. Well we're a pretty good ways through the offseason. Russell's still in L.A. What are they going to do? Get Pat Bev, apparently. So they've got Pat Bev now. I think Pat Bev is going to be an interesting fit in Los Angeles. Of course, Patrick Beverly doesn't like Russell Westbrook. So I don't know how that situation is going to go down. Um, But it's interesting to think about Pat Bev with Anthony Davis or LeBron. You know, three... Bigger players. Pepev can kind of stretch the floor a little bit. LeBron can, you know, LeBron's LeBron. It I'm just it's cool to think about how Patrick Beverly will fit in with that team. If Anthony Davis is healthy this season and he plays, I think he's gonna be great. Um, do I think that the Lakers or are a championship contender, even with this Patrick Beverly trade? No. Do I think they're a playoff lock? No. Do I think they are a play-in lock? Yes. I definitely think that they're not going to have another, you know, complete playoff miss season. I think there's going to be at least a play-in series, whether they win or lose. You know, I'm not sure. But I think that there's definitely potential that they could make it in the playoffs, uh, especially if Anthony Davis comes back. A lot of people... Especially that I talk to say that you know Lakers had a fluke year this year and they're going to come back and be finals contenders, but I don't think they really understand that that run, that championship run that Bron and AD had was, you know, it was in the bubble and it doesn't necessarily translate to normal NBA and the circumstances that they had then with how many players was it that was injured. I mean, there, was, there were plenty. That run was kind of handed to them. I'm not going to say they didn't earn it. Of course, getting a championship is hard under any circumstances, but we're in the normal NBA now. Teams are better than they were. You know, what are the Lakers going to do to Compete with those other West teams Or East teams right now West teams, I don't know what I'm saying. How are they? What are they gonna compete with the other West teams? Look at Los Angeles Clippers Clippers have arguably the deepest roster in the entire NBA right now You know even their Point guard what shoot small forward power forward you've got John Wall you've got Kawhi Leonard and you got Paul George. Three of arguably some of the biggest names in NBA history. I don't know about John Wall, but Kawhi Leonard, Paul George, John Wall, all the other people on that roster fill out really well and the Lakers can't compete with that even with a healthy Anthony, even with a healthy Anthony Davis. So I I just don't think that they can even get past the second round. You know, LeBron makes any team he's better. It, LeBron makes any team he's on better, and you know he's got that X factor where he could potentially make something big happen. Anthony Davis got stuff like that, but I don't think Pat Bev is that piece they needed to get further into the playoffs. I think they're good for play-in now, but I don't think they're gonna get far in the playoffs or even past the first round. I think I think they're definitely play-in, uh, and if they make the play-in, they are not past the first round. But that's just my prediction. But overall, I think it's a good trade. I think it's a a net positive. Pat Bev is going to be a very interesting fit, like I said, in Los Angeles. And I'm excited to see what happens. I think it's going to be pretty crazy. And I'm definitely looking forward to this next season. um, Which is something that Chet Holmgren can't say. Which leads us into our next point. Um, I think it was also today that I read that Chet Holmgren is out for potentially the entire 22-23 season with a foot injury from a Pro-Am game. And, you know, a lot of people in the NBA community have been making jokes about how Chet Homeroom's skinny. You know, if he tries to guard LeBron, he's going to get folded. You know, rolling like a tumbleweed across the floor because he doesn't have any, you know, he's not big-bodied. He can't make his way into the paint. What we saw in Summer League was incredible. I'll give him that. He was really good. Six blocks, you know, however many points he had that game, teaming up with Josh Kitty. Pretty good performances. Um, but does it translate to the NBA? I mean, Summer League is kind of a bubble in and of itself just because it's, you know, Summer League players, less tension, less people in the stands, you know. It's it's not the NBA. It's closer, but I'd say college is on the level of NBA that summer league is so you know Chet performed very well in college performed pretty well in summer league so does that translate to the NBA well apparently this season we're not gonna find out because in a am game he's injured um, I don't know the details exactly but apparently he injured his foot I don't know which foot it is but He's got the whole 22-23 season to get in NBA shape, get his game ready, you know, get that practice in, potentially come back for the 23-24 season a better player, um, or potentially, you know, come back at the end of the 22-23 season. Thunder, another tank team, they're not going to try to go for a playoff run this year, maybe play in, but they want to get that high pick again, you know. They've shown that they can do a pretty good job of getting picks. You know, they've got Shea. They've got Josh Getty. They've got Chad Holmgren. Who else are they going to get in the next coming seasons? And how many years are they going to be tanking to get picks before they're like, okay, let's try to go for it like Memphis did? Because Memphis is ready. Memphis is ready to go for a run. You know, like I said, they're not necessarily a finals contender or a deep, Playoff run contender, but they're you know they're going for it. They're they're all in. They're trying to make their team better, and they think that, and I think that, pretty soon they're going to be a top team in the NBA. The Thunder are not in that position. They have the talent to potentially be in the situation that Memphis is in, and I think in a couple years, maybe two to three, if they quit tanking after this year, they could make their way into Memphis's spot because I think in two to three years Memphis is going to be better than they are right now so I think they're going to kind of feel in that shoe of the rising young stars good young core Um, and if they can teach their you know coach their young players as well as Memphis does then they're definitely going to have a you know a second round team but With Chet out, potentially this whole season, he's pretty much written out of the conversation for Rookie of the Year. And this was going to be one of the things I was looking forward to this season. You know, talking with my friends about who we thought the Rookie of the Year was going to be because we followed this draft pretty well. Um, And you know, I was I was excited for it. Paolo number one, Jabari number two, Chet number three, I believe. Uh, But Chet's out, so now we've got. Paolo and Jabari, who are my top two to get rookie of the year. And so, you know, our third option's out. My pick still stands as Paolo, but now he has even less to compete against. Which on one hand it's like, okay, you don't you have less competition. So is it easier to win? But on the other hand, you're you could potentially be losing out a person to compare your stats to. You know what I mean? Because if Chet was bad this year and Jabari was pretty good and Paolo was great, people would look to Chet more because he's you know third overall, that's only two picks behind, and he was not very good this season. Jabari's pretty good, but look at Paolo. You know, he's great compared to the other rookies. There's no competition, but Chet's out of the conversation. You've got Jabari who plays, let's say Jabari plays great, Paolo plays great. Who wins? If Chet's in there, Chet plays great. Then you've got a a three-way competition for who is Rookie of the Year. But one of them's got to slip behind the other two, right? If Chet's out of the question, Paolo pretty much has one guy to compete against. It's usually top three, top four players that are in competition for Rookie of the Year. Most of the years, I can say that pretty confidently. But... You know, who is he going to be compared against? Palo. But, you know, you've got Jabari who he can be, I guess. But if, like I said, if Jabari plays just as well as Palo, it's kind of up to who the voters like more. But if you have enough people to compare him against, then... It's it's kind of easier to to choose him as rookie of the year, but you know that's just my thought. It's kind of conflicted. Uh, there's kind of a lot of ideas floating around in my head. What I'm trying to say is that Chet getting out could potentially make it a lot easier for Pala to win, or potentially make it a lot hard because there's not enough people for him to compare his stats against. But you know it goes either way. We'll just have to see what happens this season. You know, could be crazy. Do I think that Paolo's going to win? Yes. Do I think that Jabari is going to be good competition? Absolutely. I think Jabari is going to go off this year with, you know, with Jalen Green. But Paolo, who does Paolo have that can take away from him on his own team? Markel Fultz? France? Like,. Nobody's gonna steal his thunder. Paolo is the number one option. Who's the number one option in Houston Houston, sorry. Is it Jalen Green or is it Javari Smith Jr. I think it's Jalen Green. But it, you know, very well could be Javari. We'll just have to see how this season goes. Yeah, that's uh that's pretty much all I have to say. If you guys kinda like this format, you know, the league news thing. Of course, you haven't seen what it's like in a full episode, so you don't have your opinion on that yet, but, you know, kind of shorter episodes, less information overall, but kind of more in-depth on each different topic. I enjoy doing this. Definitely want to do it again. Definitely going to do it more often. Whenever something big happens in the League again, I'll be right back on here recording another episode to release to you guys. Make sure to check us out on YouTube. If you're not already listening to this on YouTube, um, if you're on YouTube, link to Spotify is in the bio. You can listen to it on your phone, on your computer, on your laptop, on anything. It's on Spotify. It's on YouTube. Check out our Twitter, uh, at ReboundPod, for all the updates, thumbnail reveals, any kind of news that you need to know about the podcast, when our next episode's coming out, who's going to be the special guest, what we're going to be talking about, Everything is going to be posted on there. Hope you guys enjoyed. I definitely enjoyed doing it. Definitely going to be doing it again. Um, and yeah, that's all I have to say. So thank you for listening. Peace.